Fox Spots and Chair Shots. And people, just to start off, if y'all haven't, go subscribe to Fox Spots and Chair Shots on all platforms to make sure we get in here on Fox Spots and Chair Shots. One of the hottest podcasts out here. Definitely from the spotlight. DJ Savage represents the takeover all day. And Fox Spots and Chair Shots, check Hello, all my people, and if you're listening to or watching this podcast, you are most definitely my people. Today on Botch Bots and Chair Shots, we have a high flyer, a mixed martial arts expert hailing from Long Island, New York. You want to make a bet? Because you can always bet on Ninja Mac. How are you today? I'm doing good. How are you doing, Botch Bots and Chair Shots? And people, just to start off, if y'all haven't, Go subscribe to Botch Spots and Chair Shots on all platforms to make sure we're getting our listeners up. But I'm doing good. How y'all doing today? Man, I'm excellent. I'm super hyped about having you on. Uh, I'm going to jump right into it. It seems like after some struggles due to some COVID restrictions and stuff, you're finally getting over to Japan. Um, are you excited to display your abilities for, some, for a, a passionate Japanese crowd with Noah? Oh, for sure. I, I grew up watching Noah. It, it meant a lot to watch it. And, uh, you know, with, with as much as it really popped this year on on indies with GCW to be able to get over to know and show what I'm capable of. It's just going to give me more experience to come back and be stronger. With a martial arts background like yours, do you think you'll adapt well to an audience expecting such a strong style of wrestling? For sure. I'm so excited to get over there. I've been very hyped these last couple of weeks. We're about to show some cool stuff. Excellent. Um, any chance we're going to try to push to see your name on a new Japan card or an all Japan show, maybe in the future sometimes with the restrictions getting lifted? You know, right now, my focus is on pro wrestling Noah, and I think taking Noah right now with Wrestle Universe, we're going to try and ride this to the top, and I'm going to try and ride out with pro wrestling Noah at the moment. Uh, if that happens in the future, uh, I would love to work because they have such great talent over at New Japan Pro Wrestling, but right now, my focus on pro wrestling Noah and making us the top. Excellent. Well, you've also worked abroad in a couple other countries as well, spending some time with AAA down in Mexico City. When working with a powerhouse like a AAA, do you feel more at home in a more tradi traditional luchador setting as well? Uh, you know, I, I've had a lot of experience right before I was wrestling. I was working uh, with Circus Soleil and traveling. So I was already working with very high professional entertainers and acrobats. So to go down there, it wasn't it, obviously the culture is different being in Mexico and then different wrestling environment. But, you know, when you get to that professional level, you go around, you greet everyone's hands, no matter what language you're in. You go be respectful to everyone. Uh, you make yourself known and you make yourself available. And I think that just carries carries to all the professional locker rooms. I just did Ring of Honor. That was the same way there. All those guys were respectful. I started at Booker T's and, you know, reality of wrestling, that's the first thing they teach you. Booker T is such a high prideful man. Go in there, shake everyone's hand, go get your face known, be useful. Don't just sit there and just jerk around. Excellent. You're high flying lens to great spots, but when discussing in-ring psychology though, how do you feel when somebody tries to tie you up and tries to keep you grounded? I, I really do appreciate it because being a high flyer, it, uh, it, it's able to, instead of getting matched by my opponent and trying to get topped out where we're one up in each other, it, it's able to express what other stuff we can show. And um, I'm, as much as I'm a high flyer, I'm, I'm a very good grappler and I, I take pride in my grappling and ring skills. So, You've mentioned GCW already. How do you go about blending your style of wrestling into the deathmatch wrestling that GCW is known for? 
So, you know, um, as much as I've known GCW this last year, they had a big rep for deathmatch wrestling. But within this last year, they've grown and they've adapted. And it's not just solely focused on deathmatch anymore. They got great storylines. You got big stars coming through. They got luchid matches. They're now touching all, all flavors of matches on a card. Um, now, Ninja Mac has not done a deathmatch. Uh, I'm not against it, but I have thrown a number to Mr. Brett Lauderdale when we first spoke. And at the moment, I wasn't worth that price. And if I'm still not worth that price right now, I still have more building to do to get worth that price. I'm not going to do a death match just for nothing. So in your time with GCW, you spent some time in the ring and laced up with more than a few big names, one of which is Juventud Guerrero. As a fan of high-flying matches, I was excited to watch this one. How did it feel to have a chance to, to go with a luchador legend like Hubi? Ooh, the juice, man. That's just energy. You already got me sweating speaking about it. Uh, man, meeting the juice, one, to meet him in the ring and not meet him before the show, man, that, that's a very humbling and ex uh, electrifying experience. And then you get to meet the man after the show and see how he's like, that man is such a ball of energy and such a legend. You can see why he got as good as he did. And um, Hoovy, man, he, he's done great things in the ring. I know he's coming back from his ankle surgery. And Hoovy, if you want to go Ninja Mac, Hoovy, one-on-one, I got places. We got GCW. We got Loco. The challenge is offered. You want to make a bet, Hoovy? Man, that's awesome. But also in your career, you've had a chance to work with some big guys as well. You've recently locked up with Brian Cage. How do you adapt your style to match a guy that big compared to somebody like Hoovy, who's a high flyer? You know, uh, it's it's unfortunate that I went into Ring of Honor not knowing who I was going against, and I was a little unprepared because the, the people I saw in the locker room and around were very agile, athletic guys. And then when Tolly comes out and introduces a monster, I was very unprepared and I got my ass thrown around. Um, you know, I have to, I have to come back. I have to get to Noah. I got to grow a little more so I can come back. And maybe that's something I, I can attack back at ring of honor. If I can get back there and see what happens, but I was very unprepared for ring of honor. And, um, there's no adjusting to that style. Brian Cage is such a monster and threw my ass around. So he's a very dangerous man in ring of honor. Uh, y'all need to watch out. That man's on a tear. He might be going for a championship run soon. So Warrior Wrestling, GCW, AAA, Ring of Honor, you've got Noah coming up. How do you adapt and change to being everywhere all the time? You know, uh, it's the same thing as you go into the locker room. You don't treat the locker rooms differently. I keep myself a professional. I walk in there. I try and shake everyone's hand. Um, you try and do the best you can in that ring. And you uh, you, you try and do the best for that show who's who's. Uh, who's employing you right now. Cause at the moment we're all independent contractors. So when I'm doing these shows and it's very, uh, it's actually very fortunate where maybe 20 years ago, you wanted to be with one company, but the way wrestling's popping right now and growing and indie wrestling's growing and all these bigger companies are kind of getting in and out of these one-on dates. You know, you, you, you go in there, you be a professional, you do your job to the best of your ability. You say, yes, sir. Yes, ma'am. You get in, you get out. You also spent some time in Germany as well. How was that time over there working with the promotion WXW based out of Essen? Great. Loved it. First time being able to wrestle in your, uh, Europe and Germany over there and to be able to wrestle with a promotion like WXW and not be in the 16 karat tournament, but to be around it and watch it go on at the same time. It was very informative of me. So maybe that's something I can look forward to in the future now that I've, I've got a little awareness of it, but to be able to go over there and, um, to work WXW for the first time in Europe and then to welcome me and be able to do my things out there. 
Uh, hopefully I just did a, I did enough for them to call back and we're on good terms because it was very fun. And I love, I love that Germany food. So I'd love to go back and eat some more. You uh, also held the WXW shotgun title while you were over there. So how does it feel to hold a title in a promotion on another continent halfway around the world from your home on Long Island? Yeah, it felt great, except I just on the last match, I couldn't bring it back. I was trying to bring it back to the States and I just I got beat in a four way. Um, the the four the three other people that were able to beat me that night, uh, you know, it just it, shit happens in a four way. And I just couldn't I got caught at the end with a cutter on my Phoenix 450 and I just. I, I just wasn't able to kick out in time, but the, the guys that were out there were, were so good. And I, it's not just indie wrestling in America, that's popping Europe wrestling to go. And over there in hung, Hungary, those guys wrestling, that whole group, the Turkish people coming in, that whole group of them were so good that I don't just plan to go back to Germany. I'd like to get over to everywhere over there because all the wrestling in the world's really growing right now. For sure. Uh, you mentioned previously, so let's touch base on it. You were trained by Booker T, the five-time world champion. Someone who's known for his charisma. How was training at Booker School? Great. Uh, you know, when when you go to a, a school like that and any of these other schools with high, uh, high names, the best thing I was able to learn going there, because they're going to teach you. Everyone has their own way. You got your basics, what kind of works for them. He's going to teach you, uh, as in Booker would say, his Romeo and Juliet. What's your Romeo and Juliet? But um, one of the biggest things I learned from the side was when you walk in there and you see Booker T walk in that in his school, in a, in a building, in his presence, and you see what a WWE superstar aura is like, the room changes, the eyes tune to him. And, you know, that, that's what they're looking for at higher levels. When you walk in a room, do you change the atmosphere? Do, do you get the eyes? And to see that and to see what he carries and then be able to go to these big shows and see what these big superstars carry – I'm very fortunate to be able to start at Reality of Wrestling and learn that early. It's that aura, it's that presence you carry, just walking in a, a building, any building, not just a certain building. So a lot of people, when they talk about what they do for their, for their gimmicks and stuff, they talk about turning parts of their personality up to 11. What part of your everyday personality do you turn up to 11 for Ninja Mac? I don't need anything turned up to 11. Y'all get 100% Ninja Mac all the time. I don't turn down. I don't turn up. I just go. There's, I'm just constant. I don't change. Uh, touching back on Booker's school, what was the training regiment like for you guys when you very first got in? Oh, man, he would he would cardio and blow you up. Um, you know, when you're first learning, he's very uh, I don't know how the school is now. It's been three or four years, but Booker's always been great. So I'm not sure it hasn't changed too much. But man, he'll give you a list of every single wrestling term. There's pages and he, he writes it down and says, hey, the more you know vocabulary-wise, the better you're going to be in that ring. And those guys grinding and running his school, Ryan Davidson. Uh, Gina was there previously. I know he just moved He moved out, so I don't know if he's training there. And the other trainers going out right now, they, they grind people. And when, like I said, when Book shows up on those days he's in town, that room changes no matter what. And people run a little harder, too. So it's like you can be training hard, and they train hard over there. And then when Book shows up, they train extra hard. So reality of wrestling, if you're trying to be a wrestler, Houston, Texas, that's a good school to be at. Everybody says hard work, hard work, hard work. Um, where did the name Ninja Mac come from? You know, uh, starting at books, uh, when you first came in, I was very unclear of which direction I was trying to go. I was just wanting to learn wrestling. And then in Texas, having so much lucha around with being able to work in TV style like books, I was able to learn a quick pace. 
And with my previous experience, I was already doing a lot of martial arts. So the, the ninja thing was something I grew up on. I, I already considered myself a ninja before wrestling. And uh, the last name is Mac. So I just, I said, it made sense to be Ninja Mac because there's other ninjas out there, but you know, Ninja Mac, just very, uh, very clear last name. It's identical. So. All right. So uh, when you get back from Japan, what's on the horizon for you when you get back stateside? You know, the, at the moment when I get over there, I'm going to be speaking with them on a possible return for maybe a longer stay because I was supposed to go a year ago, May 6th. And now that the borders have opened up, technically my visa expires May 6th. So I get to go rock out two and a half weeks over there, come back. And then I got to renew everything. It's just, I'm very fortunate with COVID, but you know, you just make things work. So when I get over there, I'll be able to see a time frame. I would like to come back. GCW has always opened the doors for me and they still continue to open the doors. So if I'm not currently booked and I don't go back right away, GCW will always be a route. I got my Houston promotion. I helped run with uh, Jaime and Pedro. Those two guys that run Loco have always helped me run, uh, gave me a start in Houston again when I came back. So I'll always come back and run Loco. And, you know, with the whole WXW, I made a, I made a lot of good international connections. So if I don't go back to Japan right away, I would really like to go back to Europe and maybe hit up UK. I've had a, a couple of interesting calls recently, nothing, nothing solidified, but we've had some talks and I might be spending a, a month or two months over there, do a little traveling. I'm glad you brought up your, uh, your independent promotion in Houston. I feel like it's such a vital part of the wrestling world. How do you feel like your promotion held itself during the COVID era? Because I know a lot of people took a hard hit for that. How was you? How was that locally for you guys there in Houston? Well, so you know, with, with in Houston when COVID hit, I wasn't wrestling at the time. I was um, I was about two years off. I started a family. I had a kid, my little ninja, and because of COVID um, and the gym I was working at, just everything kind of stopped, like the rest of the world. And like I said, I'm still 100 percent like ninja Mac when I'm not wrestling, when I'm wrestling. So I didn't sit at home and just not work. I went back to training. I was bored. And, you know, you go back to training for two or three months and me and uh, Pedro and some of the guys training are murdering ourselves. And the, the promoter, Jaime, goes, man, y'all's training is loco. And I was like, hey, that's pretty catchy. You know, things kind of ride on. And we started loco probably if, if COVID stopped in March, we picked up and started loco July. So maybe five months after COVID have already kicked off and we were running shows starting that July. And by, I wanna say, man, by the end of the year, because Wrestling with Unicorns really popped off with us in January, the me and Dante match. By the end of that, by January, we're already selling out 300 people shows every weekend. I'm not every weekend, every month, just running loco. So we were able to just grow from the COVID. Man, that's awesome. I like to hear people that were able to grow coming out of that. Um, all right, Ninja Mac, I close every interview with five rapid fire questions. I've got your five picked out. You ready to go? Whenever you're ready, make these bets. Come on. All right, let's roll. Favorite hip hop artist or rapper? Jay-Z. Favorite superstar of all time? Chris Benoit. What's your favorite gimmick match? Ooh, bras and panties. Nice. That's always a good pick. What's your favorite taco filling being from Houston? Or living in Houston, rather? Naya Pollo. Very easy, clean. Every time it's consistent. Some chicken. All right. Being from far north, uh, being up in the north in New York and living in Texas, what's your favorite season of the year? 
summer. I know it's hot, but you know what? We're in the pool. We're on the beach. Uh, we're in bathing suits. We we out enjoying barbecue. So summertime for sure. Excellent. Well, I appreciate you. And thank you for coming on and chatting about some wrestling with me. Uh, plug yourself, uh, plug your stuff, tell everybody where to find you. Hey, everything's real easy. Ninja Mac on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, or TikTok. Go give us a subscribe. Give this podcast a subscribe. And we want to see how many bets you want to make. You can bet that. Excellent, Ninja Mac. I appreciate you stopping by, sir. I appreciate y'all. You have a good day. Thank you. Five spots and share shots. And people, just to start off, if y'all haven't, go subscribe to Five Spots and Share Shots on all platforms to make sure we get in here on Five Spots and Share Shots. One of the hottest podcasts out here. Definitely from the spotlight. Jay Savage represents the takeover. Takeover all day. And Five Spots and Share Shots. Check. Savage!